on the tail end of what's been a glorious week of sunshine down at uh, this camping spot down the Great Ocean Road. It's actually a holiday park. And uh, until recently, it's not the sort of place I ever would have wanted to stay. But um, things change, don't they? And it's a good park. And I think what makes the biggest difference to whether you come back somewhere is the people that you're camping with. And although we don't have family here, it's not like we come down and camp with relatives. The people that are here annually have been coming here for a long time, so they were very, very welcoming when we first came down, and so that made a big difference, because normally we would bush camp or we would try and... We, we used to always try and camp in the off-season, you know. But um, much harder to do that when you've got kids and you've got to adhere to school holidays and, and things like that. This is one of those sort of old-school foreshore caravan parks that's been here for decades and not a whole lot has changed over the years so it's still got some of that sort of old school charm although they did just put in a new playground that looks like it was airlifted out of McDonald's so that's uh, a bit of a sore point doesn't really it's not really in keeping with everything that we like about this area. But apart from that, a little indiscretion by the council. It's, um, it, it's a nice place to come to. So I've got my holiday hammock strung up between a couple of gum trees. A little lower than normal. I've um, discovered the practicalities of slinging your hammock a little lower. And then you can place drinks on the ground or books or whatever you like. Use the earth as your table. And Bob's your uncle. But it is a little windy today. The wind's picking up. We've got a week of wet weather coming now. So who knows whether it'll be set in or whether it'll blow over. listening to One Man, One Hammock. My name is Lyndon Wesley. I'm a musician, a singer, a guitar player, a weekend barista, and a father to four children, two of which are down here with me, my two middle boys, 
and my daughter and my wife left yesterday. They came down for a four nights or four days. That was good. I had a good time. Imogen probably was the calmest she's been um, in the five years that we've been down here. And so that was good to see. She enjoyed sitting on the beach and just looking and looking around and seeing what people were doing and looking at the ocean. And she wanted to go into the water um, quite a bit. And so, yeah, it was good. So it's a bit quiet now that they've gone. And my eldest son decided not to come down this year. So that was the first time we've been here and we haven't all been here as a family. So that was a new experience for us. He had a few other social things that were uh, calling him, so fair enough. Yeah. And it's interesting, we're coming away on holiday with the intention to relax and discovering that that's sometimes easier said than done. I went for a walk earlier today out along the rocks, out to the point. It's uh, a spot where the waves normally break and there's a good break there for surfers. No surfers were out there today, um, just not the conditions for it. But I was thinking about this whole idea of relaxing on holiday and how I certainly want to be spontaneous and just go with the flow and be in the moment and not plan too far ahead, which is all well and good. But in order to have a successful camping trip, it actually takes a lot of planning. And it doesn't take us that long to set up necessarily, no, no longer than it takes most people so you know we can have everything set up and ready to sleep in inside an hour but then beyond that you know if you to get the kitchen area set up and just to get everything sort of plugged in like solar panels and whatever get the get the um the fireplace set up all that stuff takes another couple of hours. I find that the day after, I'm still pottering around, organising the food, you know, where the pantry items are going to be, and you also got to consider koalas and wombats and possums and foxes, especially, that are out at night, so you can't leave anything, any food things out unless they're in a sealed box or a plastic box with a lid or something like that. 
it's like there's always something to do. So even when you're camping, you need to make a point of going, all right, that's good enough. Now I'm going to the beach. It's interesting, I'm looking across at the Milo. One kilo of Milo, how long do you reckon that would last? It's lasted us a week. (laughs) A kilogram of Milo. It probably lasts a week at home, I guess, so... Yeah, they do like Milo. So this week I've been thinking a lot about expectations and how your expectations can shape your experiences um, for better or for worse I'm wondering whether I should just be entering into situations with lower expectations than I normally would have (laughs) and it's interesting I was talking to my sister couple of weeks ago her birthday's in December and so she was having a a decadent December so rather than just celebrate on her actual birthday she was going to celebrate all month so anyway off to a fancy restaurant and I said something to her like oh I don't know like how I'd go going to a fancy restaurant because I'd be expecting like a particular style of service and quality of food (laughs) and she said oh no I just go in with no expectation and then it's all fine it got me thinking again about whether I've lived my life with not unrealistic expectations but just high expectations, you know, uh, I definitely have, well, I definitely have had high expectations if I'm somewhere like a five-star restaurant or a five-star hotel, anything like that where I go, okay, I'm paying a premium price, I'm ex- now I'm expecting a premium service and you just don't always get that you know and I always find it disappointing (laughs) Uh, it's um it's a problem so yeah I have been thinking about well where else do I have these high expectations and I think I have them everywhere so what what ultimately happens is I'm always underwhelmed (laughs) I don't want to be overwhelmed because I do get overwhelmed in situations all kinds of situations I'll get a bit overwhelmed we were at a foreshore carnival and you know you've got all the side side show games and we've got the um, bumper cars and things that spin and you know you've got the vomitron yeah so I was overwhelmed 
in that situation just because of the noise and the crowd. Yeah, so I don't want to be overwhelmed, but being underwhelmed is, I feel like, you know, if my expectations are too high, or if I place too much value on it, then I'm underwhelmed a lot, and that's just sad. So I think what I'm saying is I just want to be whelmed. I don't even know if that's possible. If I could live in a state of whelmness or being whelmed, if I could live in a land of whelming, maybe that would be, maybe that would be ideal. Yeah, so I was walking along, walking out across all these rocks today and just thinking about this idea of lowering my expectations and whether there is some validity to that. Um, I'm wondering whether if I'm lowering my expectations in situations, whether that then negates the need for me later on to get a perspective on the situation I was in, like in hindsight, to get a different perspective. So for instance, if, um, if I've got particular expectations of, say, what a restaurant should be, and then I'm underwhelmed because the service was poor, then afterwards I need to look at it and go, well, you know what, you know, it was just nice to get out and I just should be happy that we got to go out and enjoy a nice meal, even though the service could have been better or should have been better. See, all these sort of in hindsight perspective is tiring and potentially unnecessary if you just go into situations with a lowered expectation or, or no expectations and not worry about it. Surely that helps you sort of live in the moment and then afterwards you don't have to worry about getting a new perspective or putting things in perspective or anything of like that. You just go, well, it, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care whether it was four or five star, doesn't really matter. Um, I'm here with family or I'm here with friends and we enjoyed a decent feed. Uh, it's the end of the matter. I wonder how that would go for me. I'd like to think that in professional situations, I'd still be able to have high expectations. And even high expectations on myself. I think there's, there's something to be said for that. Because I do realise that the expectations I have on other people or the expectations I have on places I visit, that's one thing. But the expectations I have on myself 
are probably the ones that are ultimately the most harmful or at least do the most damage to my ability to enjoy um, my life. Not that my life is not enjoyable, but, you know, just in different situations where I need to sort of get over it. Which is why I've been thinking about, well, maybe if I was just able to live with lowered expectations, it would improve those situations like a lot. Professionally though, I wouldn't want to think I'm lowering my expectations because I feel like lowering expectations is also like lowering your standard a little bit. Yeah, I still expect certain things of myself and that I'm going to deliver a certain quality. So I wonder whether that's possible to to sort of live with lowered expectations in particular circumstances and not in others. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Not really sure about that at all. Let's talk about Uber Eats. Let's talk about Menulog. Let's talk about Deliveroo. Let's talk about any of these food delivery services. Because I'm just thinking, what if we all just lowered our expectations? Is that what we'd get collectively as a society? We'd just end up with versions of these uh, food delivery services, but like in every area of our life. Like who, honestly, gets the food delivered, pays for delivery to get your food delivered sort of cold and, and is happy with that. Like it seems that there's a whole lot of people that are. They understand that, you know, I'm going to pay a premium price to get ordinary food at a substandard temperature. <laughs> or I'm going to get a takeaway food that I actually really enjoy, but it's not going to be probably as enjoyable as if I had just gone and picked it up myself. Or just went there and ate, ate in. It's like you need to lower your expectations in order to enjoy and appreciate those services because any time I've engaged in them, it's been very much a major disappointment. <laughs> and I tell you, one of the biggest disappointments is they're only delivering the food that's in my local area, of which the selection is pretty poor. I really need Uber Eats to be delivering food to me that's from a completely different part of town. <laughs> uh, but somehow get it to me super fresh and, and hot. 
anyway so yeah it's like uh, that's an example where I think as a society we've lowered our expectations but we've lowered our standards as well and we've embraced that as being fantastic when I think it's actually all very sad <laughs> uh, this has been your community service announcement from the grumpy man in the hammock what would happen if we all just lowered our expectations in every situation? Would we all be happier and just more easygoing? Or would we all just be eating cold chips and hard fish? about enough for today it's getting on a bit I'm gonna have to start the fire we're having roast pork tonight and I haven't decided whether I'm gonna do it in the camp oven over the hot coals or whether I'm gonna do it in the in the Weber baby queue I remember last year doing a roast in the camp oven and it was pouring with rain we had a downpour, it actually started flooding here. And that roast was delicious. It didn't matter that it was getting rained on, it was all snug in the uh, cast iron camp oven and that was actually a really good night in hindsight. We're probably half an hour away from having to evacuate the campsite, but then the CFA came and um, they pumped out all the water and uh, it took a couple of hours to do that. I saw an eel, that was exciting. So I don't care to have that kind of night again, to be honest. But thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you next episode. See ya. <laughs>